0: If it's creepy and it's freaky, it's on hashtag creaky, a podcast about the paranormal and
1: unexplained. And here are your hosts, Megan and Brooks. Thank you, Disembodied Voice, for that marvelous introduction. It's been a while.
0: It has. It has been a while. I do also like the uh, the marvelous introduction. Mm-hmm.
1: You did yeah, it's... I missed it. I missed old disembodied voice.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been a minute since we've heard old disembodied voice.
1: Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of things. We, we actually went Bigfoot hunting. Oh, yeah. We haven't done a podcast since that we can discuss that, but that's not the topic for today. Um, that will be the topic for another day. I kind of want to get into some new things that I've heard of Explain to you what they are. And it's like a mixture of some different cryptids, I know we've kind of touched on the Wendigo before, but never had a really in-depth discussion about Wendigo. So if you had to describe Wendigo to someone who's never heard of a Wendigo, how would you do
0: it? From what I've heard about the Wendigo, I would say evil spirit. Yeah. I would I would probably categorize it as an evil spirit. But in some stories, in some cases, it does have a physical form.
1: It does. I've heard that it's got like the elk. What are they called? Antlers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And red eyes. I've heard that too. It's almost like a spirit who's possessed a human being and then made them monstrous, I yeah, guess that, you could kind say. Of, kind of like a creature. Yeah, it has some Native American ties, does it not? Have you heard I that? A, I,
0: I, I want to say that's where it's originated from.
1: Yeah, I well, from what I've read, it, it's been known among various Native American tribes, and they describe them as giants, many times much larger than human beings. Although like the different tribes have different descriptions of them, but they all seem to have the same undertone of an evil spirit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's strongly associated with the winter and the north, coldness, those types of things. Even though I've read lots of experiences kind of all over the place, not just in the north, but I would guess it's probably mostly in the north. Mm-hmm where these sightings have taken place. I've never had an experience with it, thank God, because from what I've read also, and from what I've heard through various stories, is it almost has a mind control aspect to it.
0: Very, from what I've heard also, very manipulative.
1: Right, it can almost, I wouldn't say take the form of something, but sound like someone close to you to try mm-hmm. to get you to come out of wherever you are. And it also I, I've been reading more and more about a cryptic called the Glitter Man. Have you it's almost like Wendigo. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before.
0: I have never heard of it's just is it just Glitter Man or is it the Glitter Man?
1: It's like it's not maybe it's Glimmer Man. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Have you heard Glimmer Man?
0: Glimmer Man? No, I don't think I've heard either or really.
1: Glitterman, yeah. Glitter Man, Glimmer Man. I'll have to look to be sure. I, you know, now that I think of it, I think it's Glimmer Man. I'm just thinking in my head Glitter Man. That sounds prettier. Right. That
0: Sounds nice. <laughs> now, are you wait, are you saying Glitter or Gliver?
1: glimmer g-l-i-m-m-e-r
0: okay okay so glimmer man
1: yeah glimmer man um and i don't think it's a new cryptid but it's new to me because i've never really heard of a glimmer man before
0: i like that though i like finding out like things that have been around or rumored or was like uh like local myths and legends that have been around for a while
1: yeah and it, it also kind of has the mind control aspect like the Wendigo. So it's very similar. But the one thing that when people talk about the Glimmer Man that is consistent is that it has yellow eyes. So that's kind of creepy. Hmm. Very creaky, if you will.
0: Well, super creaky.
1: Right. So I'm going to discuss a specific instance of a glimmer man that I heard Um, I'm not reading this I heard about this I I actually heard someone's experience on this so I'm kind of retelling it so I probably won't get everything exactly right but it happened in the mountains of Tennessee and if you've ever been to Tennessee and the people that live in the mountains it's you know very desolate I well maybe not desolate but there's you don't have a lot of neighbors up there Very scarce. Yes, it's very scarce. Exactly. It's a lot of woods. And this particular place, this family just moved in. Excuse me. And they lived on a dead end road. And at the end of a road was a house. So they did have a neighbor, but that was basically the only neighbor. And they really didn't talk to that neighbor when they moved in, like kind of like, hey, hello, we just moved in. And that was it. And they noticed that the neighbor had a sign that said screaming man lives here. And it pointed behind the house. And they thought maybe that was just like a funny thing. Maybe teenagers put it up because the man screams at them sometimes or something. Mm -hmm. But it made sense to them after their experience. So pretty soon after they moved in, they started, the, the wife was pregnant at the time. Um, They had two young kids and they would sit on their porch at night. It was, you know, I mean, they, they live in the middle of nowhere. It was probably pretty peaceful out there.
0: Yeah. Probably has a good view.
1: Right. And they had, they heard a lot of, you know, animals and crickets and frogs and things like that. And then all of a sudden it just went quiet one night, like completely quiet. And they heard something rustling in the woods. So the husband kind of goes out there to see what he can see and he thinks it might be a bear. So he goes back and gets his gun. And as he's walking kind of, I guess, down his driveway, because he's walking towards the car where the bush was. He said he gets to his car and this big rock gets thrown at him. It misses him, lands by his feet. And He said it's a huge rock. And as far as he knows, bears don't throw rocks. So he thought it was a person. And then it almost like in a flash, it went from the bushes into the woods and it was gone. It was just gone and i mean he can kind of see the trees moving and so i freaked him out and then all of a sudden the sound came back it was just really quiet while it was happening and then when it was gone sound came back so that was their first experience and this was a few days after they moved in then the next time they were on the porch and it was raining again there wasn't much sound but it was raining so it wasn't totally out of the norm to not hear things when it's raining other than the rain of course and the wife starts saying i can hear our son in the woods he's calling for me he's saying help help mama and like she's ready to go out there and get him and it's dark the husband's like no our sons inside sleeping and they he goes to check and the kids are inside but she keeps hearing it and she keeps getting drawn to this sound mm-hmm. So the husband's like, you're hearing things because he doesn't hear it at all. He doesn't hear the, whatever she's talking about. Like every time the wife would hear it, she would say, did you hear that? And he heard nothing. And so finally he calmed her down and got her to go inside and lay down and go to sleep. And then a few weeks later, the same kind of thing happened where she heard the baby crying in the woods. And I guess she had the baby in, in between those two experiences mm-hmm. and she heard her baby crying in the woods and was drawn to go out there and save her baby. But the baby was in the house safe. So the husband doesn't hear this and he starts getting concerned about his wife and decides to tell her that she needs to go see a psychiatrist. There's something going on because she's hearing things that he doesn't hear. Mm-hmm. He regrets later doing that.
0: Yeah, Cause I was just thinking that like, From the outside looking in, you would think that something would be mentally wrong with her, that she's hearing voices and she's uh, paranoid.
1: Yeah. And like wants to go out in the woods in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and save things that aren't there. And then the next experience they had, uh, he was in the living room watching TV and they had like their sliding glass door open and it had a screen on it. And she was in the kitchen cooking. And she keeps coming in the living room, like, why are you calling me? And he's like, I'm not calling you. She's like, yes, you are. I can hear your voice and you're telling me to come here. And she said, but it sounds like you're coming. It's coming from the porch outside the sliding glass door. And he's like, I'm right here. And I haven't said your name at all. And he doesn't hear it again. So he's thinking it's just her being crazy. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. something to do with her hormones and the pregnancy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, a few months passed and there's been a few instances here and there of them hearing things. And even he has heard things outside, but not like voices or his kids or crying or anything like that. Just like movement outside. He thinks it's just animals. Um, He did hear like a big sound on their roof and was like kind of creeped out about that. But he, he never saw anything. So he didn't know really what to make of it. So he has a shooting range on his property and he decides to uh, take a new gun that he got and go to the shooting range and try it out. And I I also have to mention that most of these instances happen at night or getting close to nighttime, the ones Mm -hmm. that I talked about. So he's shooting his gun and it's starting to get dark and he just has this strange feeling that something's watching him. And so he shoots his gun and then he goes to get uh, the target that he's using and he's like moving it to different areas of the shooting range. I, I don't know. I guess he wants to see from like different angles, depending on where the light's at, how he's doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably moving it like further away or closer also.
1: Right. Oh yeah. True. So all of a sudden it gets dead quiet again. And he starts to kind of remember this is. As- kind of what happened before you know these other experiences and he sees these yellow eyes in the woods looking at him and it's big whatever it is because it's super tall up and like there's pine trees all around so he doesn't think it's something in the trees he thinks it's something standing beside the trees but just huge yellow eyes and so he's getting freaked out he's got his gun so he feels a little bit better but he's only got like 11 shots left in it because you know he's been practicing Mm -hmm. so he starts walking backwards towards his house but not keeping like keeping his eyes on what he sees like he doesn't want to turn his back to it Mm -hmm. and then he says all of a sudden it starts moving super fast and up like it's climbing through trees and the trees are just swaying like whatever it is is super big but he never sees what it is he just sees these eyes and it's almost like it's just the eyes but he knows it can't be because it's making the trees move and everything so he gets back to the house and he closes locks the doors And the wife is like, what's going on? And he tells her what he saw. And she was like, I bet that's what I've been hearing. And he's like, that doesn't make sense because you said it's our kids' voices. So whatever it is can sound like a kid. And she's like, maybe. We don't, you know, we don't know. So the next time that it, I mean, like I said, little experiences happen here and there. The next big experience is his sister comes for a visit and she brings her kids to play with his kids and they go to the grocery store and when they get back they're bringing groceries in and it's getting dark and across like kind of their house in the woods he sees those yellow eyes again and it gets dead silent and this time they're moving closer to him and he's trying to get everybody in the house and he's like kids get in the house everybody get in the house because he has that eerie feeling again and so they all go into the house except for his sister his sister won't come in the house and she's just kind of mesmerized by whatever this thing is and he's like get in the house get in the house so he finally kind of coerces her in the house and as they're in the house he's you know putting the groceries in the kitchen and as he's doing that his sister goes back outside And she's like, I want to see what it is. I want to see what it is. And she's walking back by the car. And so he's kind of running towards her. And before she can get to the end of the car, he grabs her and pulls her back. And whatever that thing is just stands up. And it's huge. It's just like this dark black figure with these yellow eyes. And it kind of does this deep growl. And then it takes off and basically disappears into the woods. And so he takes his sister inside and he's like, what are you doing? I told you to get inside. There's something crazy out there. And she was like, I couldn't control it. Whatever it was, it pulled me outside. I couldn't control it. Like I had this urge to go out there and see it. Almost like it was calling to me. And there was nothing I can do. I couldn't stop myself out. It like made me go out there. If you hadn't got me then. She was like a foot away from it getting her, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then he started feeling bad about giving his wife hell. Like he knows that whatever that is could do mind control. It could take the form or or sound just like their kids. There was other little experiences too that they talked about, but those were like the main ones. And he said he started looking up stuff online and he heard about the Glimmerman and he thinks that's exactly what it was. And like they want to move, but they can't because, I mean, they bought this bunch of land and this house and this was their plan to live there, you know, retire, mm. die there. So they're kind of stuck, but this all happened like within the past six months. So this is a pretty new story. And so it, it sounds, happened
0: within six months ago.
1: Yeah. Or within, within
0: a six month window.
1: Uh within the past six months. So, so when he told the story, it was about a month ago. So I would say it happened all within the past, maybe eight, nine months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really like, it sounded, it sounded Wendigo ish to me, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard glimmer man until they brought that up. So I started doing a little research and there's not much about the glimmer man, except for experiences people have had. Because the Wendigo kind of dates back a long time, so you can find a lot of stuff on it if you want to research Wendigo. But you can't really find that much on Glimmerman. And it really sounds similar to the Wendigo. Well,
0: it made me wonder why the name Glimmerman?
1: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. So I... I I have no idea. Maybe because it has yellow eyes that glimmer in the night.
0: That's possible. Yeah. Could be the way it appears and disappears.
1: That's true. Hmm. Yeah. But there's a yeah, lot of interesting different ones. Go
0: ahead. And interesting also being so big as well.
1: Right. And that's why I like when I read more about the window and they said it was giant kind of sounds like it and maybe it is the same thing just a different variety of it maybe i don't know i don't know how these uh cryptids work Mm. Mm. yeah another uh experience you want to hear another glimmer man experience um it was with uh, a hunter and this was in georgia so it's a encounter that this guy had 10 years ago in Georgia. He says he's only told his brother and wife about this encounter and it took place 10 years ago. So here it is. It was in the fall deer season in particular. I lived near a small town called such is Georgia. It only has a population of about a thousand people at the time. It's the southeast end of the Chattahoochee National Forest. So if you want to look it up on a map, you can kind of see where he is. He's a hunter, and um, I kind of go back and forth with telling it in first person, second person, so I'm just going to tell it from that perspective. He's a hunter, and he was hunting on public land in the National Forest just up the road from a place called Cooper's Creek. He'd scouted out the area during the summer, so late July, early August. He knew where all of the game trails were, and he knew where water was located, which happens to be a small creek known as Bryant Creek. And he knew where all the ridges and gaps were. He's hunted in and around the area for years, and it was he was very familiar with the area. When he finally located a good spot, or at least the spot he thought would give him a good chance at like a large buck, He set up lock on a tree stand in a tree about 12 feet off the ground. He trimmed the branches to give some shooting lanes and basically was all set up for deer season. He was also hunting with a 12 gauge shotgun. Rifle hunting is not allowed in that area. So fast forward to November, he'd been hunting out of his tree stand about six times. By this time on this particular hunt, it was late afternoon, around 4.15 p.m. He wanted to get there earlier, but work had held him up. It was a Friday. He finished up at work, jumped in his truck, and headed out to the hunting spot. That, this is his normal routine on a Friday afternoon during deer season, and his wife knew he wouldn't be home until later in the evening, and you know, even later if he actually killed something. He parked his truck at the trailhead and started hiking into the woods to find the tree stand. The walk usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes uh he walks pretty quickly but he doesn't run because you don't want to make much noise you know in the woods especially since Mm -hmm. you're hunting you don't want to scare off any of the wildlife as he was walking to his stand the first thing he noticed was how quiet it was very quiet notice a similarity to the last story he didn't hear like the chirping no insects nothing only maybe a slight breeze he thought it was a bit strange but kept going to his deer stand he finally got there climbed up and settled in once he was comfortable he put around in the chamber put the safety on the shotgun and began surveying the surroundings looking for anything out of place because sometimes uh, deer bed down during the day and you can spot their antlers above like the tall grass and underbrush As he was doing this, he began to have like a really eerie feeling that something was watching him. Again, I was like, this is so similar to the other story. He doesn't know how to explain it other than he had this deep feeling in his gut that something wasn't right. Always go with your gut instincts, people. He tried to ignore it, telling himself, you know, don't be stupid. Don't be scared there's nothing out here just maybe some deer some squirrels some you know maybe animals watching you mm-hmm. but as the time passed he kept feeling it and it only got more and more intense and he kept looking at his watch thinking how much time do I have left until thus Should I leave early of course you know it, he's thinking if I leave then a huge deer is going to show up I'm going to miss it so I'm just going to stay as he was sitting there kind of arguing with himself, he caught movement to the right side in the trees. He slowly turned his head and began looking through the tree canopy, and that's when he saw it. He says this part, it still gives him chills. Even writing it freaks him out because he honestly doesn't know what he saw. As I was staring into the tr- as he was staring into the trees, he saw what looked like a large bodybuilder, but complete blurry moving through the trees. He said he could clearly see the outline of the figure, but the rest was blurry. Like he couldn't focus on it almost. It just looked like a clear gelatinous blob, but in the shape of a human, a very large human. And whenever it would stop, he completely lost sight of it. Like he could only see it when it was moving because it blended into the background really well. Mm. He watched for what seemed like forever, but in reality, it was only like 15 minutes it moved through the trees effortlessly like a monkey or a squirrel it never looked at him while he was watching it but maybe it was before like that's why he had a feeling something was watching maybe it was watching him he doesn't know it slowly moved off and he was scared to go back to his truck so he waited for about another 30 minutes it was getting dark He slowly climbed out of his stand. And once he hit solid ground, he said he wasted no time. He sprinted all the way back to his truck. I jumped in the cab. He jumped in the cab of his trusty four pickup truck, and his lungs were on fire because he said that was the farthest and fastest he had ever ran since he did basic training years ago. As time passed, he tried to convince himself that he imagined it all, that he dozed off in the stand and had some sort of dream, but he still couldn't get the idea of that thing out of his head. He said he told his brother, who said something similar along the same lines, that it was probably a dream or his imagination. Um, he, he never went back there again. He said he took a break from hunting and still hasn't hunted to this day um and he has never been back to the area he said he never had a rational explanation he said it kind of looked like the predator um that's the closest thing he can really i guess describe it as looking like you know the the arnold schwarzenegger movie the predator
0: mm-hmm. with that uh, that camouflage that he uses to pretty much appear invisible
1: right And so he thinks that it's the glimmer man from what he's read of other people's experiences. And I mean, maybe the reason why the first, this is what I'm thinking, the reason why the first story said that it was a dark figure with those yellow eyes and it was huge, maybe because it was dark outside, it looked dark, but really it was more of that like blurry, you know?
0: I could explain the, once again, the nickname as well of Glimmer. is like looking through like glimmering water.
1: Oh, that is true. That is very true. So uh, the things that I noticed that were similar about the stories is it's very quiet. It gets super quiet. They have that feeling of something watching them. Mm -hmm. And this thing is huge. (laughs) He didn't say anything uh... about yellow eyes, but...
0: And this reminds me of something that is pretty, pretty similar, if not almost exactly the same, I guess like more similar because there was no, uh, defined outline, but there was something i had seen, uh, it was, it's been a while ago and I literally did not remember it until you started telling the story. But it was mm-hmm. something I've seen about, it was a woman who was out hunting and the same type of scenario. She was in a hunting stand. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, oh it was missing issue.
1: 411, missing 411.
0: It was missing 411, yes, yes.
1: It was, and I thought about that as I was telling the story too. She took a she picture saw, of it.
0: She took a picture of it, but the picture came back not only blurry and like out of focus, but in a, a completely different amount of pixels that that phone does not take pictures in.
1: Right, and her like description of it is very similar and they the way they, it
0: moves through the trees
1: right and that wasn't the only experience that day because there was something going on at the school like right across the uh, way right
0: I believe it was t- some type of uh, band practice or something going on outside on the football field right that yeah. they were rehearsing or practicing and it was actually I think it was uh like a UFO sighting
1: mm-hmm. yeah like around the same time around that the she same saw time. this thing yeah. That's really interesting. And like I said, I didn't really think about that till I was telling this. And I was oh. like, that sounds just like, and she was hunting too. Just like this she guy. Was.
0: She was, she was hunting.
1: Mm-hmm. She says she hadn't hunting back there no more.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, I remember also an odd thing about that story is she said, uh, which you have, if you haven't seen missing four one, one, definitely check that out. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's really good. But um, another thing that really sticks out about that story is when she went home she didn't immediately tell her husband about it. Right. Like she had had, she had forgotten about it until something he said or asked her, reminded her and brought it back up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking like, how crazy is that That something so wild and out there would happen. And you would just not think to like to say it until something actually like triggered it. And you were like, Whoa, I, I got to tell you something. I don't know why I didn't tell you earlier. It's almost like the mind control aspect of it. I think.
1: Almost like she was in a trance while it was happening. Oh. And then she forgot about it afterwards. And, you know, the, all these experiences that I've been reading happen in the wilderness. Well, maybe not necessarily the wilderness, but deep in the woods. Mm. And that missing 411, I'm thinking, could it be the cause of some of these? Because one story that really sticks out to me is about the guy that left his shoes. Do you remember the story?
0: where he placed his shoes on it was like a cliffside he made a camp Mm -hmm. and he had taken his shoes and like his shoes were placed like perfectly as well as uh, I think it was like some type of like belt strap or something
1: yeah something Mm -hmm. but then his pack was found miles away and they were like there's no way he could have traveled in this terrain and it was snow it was snow everywhere
0: it was very rocky also, like very sharp yeah. edge rocks and very steep heels.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, it didn't make sense to them that he would take his shoes off. But if this glimmer man can do mind control things and make people act erratically, like it was calling that guy's sister out there when she, he even said she wasn't the type. She was always scared and didn't even like watching scary movies. So she was definitely not the type to go in and investigate some crazy thing happening in the dark
0: well they always talk about um as well in that uh missing 411 that there's always a a point of separation where someone is kind of off by themselves Mm -hmm. and it's possible that once they're off by themselves you know they're much more susceptible to that manipulation to be influenced to do things that they normally would not do right you know um there was that one story about the older the older man who you know was extremely experienced even taught like was a hunting and survival yeah who went missing and it was just out of character i mean he was he was older granted but right
1: he couldn't have gotten too far away from because it was like they were set up at different places in the woods like almost like in mm-hmm. a straight line and they were waiting for the younger guys to push the like the yeah, younger so... guys was trying to get the deer to, or whatever they were hunting to go towards them
0: yeah, so what they did was, since he was, because it was uh, the father, and I think either two or three sons, it might have been just two sons and a friend, mm-hmm. but uh, I want to say there was four of them, including the, the father, the older gentleman, and he was just supposed to sit in place. He was just supposed to wait while the other three kind of set up in a line and drove everything to them until they actually reached him. Right. So his job was literally to sit there and wait.
1: Yeah. And wasn't he like missing an eye or something too?
0: He was, he wasn't yeah. about that. Is that usually something they kind of point out is that there's something maybe physically wrong with the the person or some type of ailment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's crazy, man. And that's what, I mean, it makes me think and, and they never found anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like they never found his gun. They never found his clothes, so they know it wasn't an animal that ate him because an animal's not going to eat a fucking gun. So, like everything was gone.
0: No, no trace. And a lot of those disappearances, also um, in the cases where they do find bodies, sometimes they find like very you know weird things, something something very off. One, they usually find bodies at places they've already looked previously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember specifically one story about a woman who went missing, and they had checked an area, and then at some time had passed, and they had come back and found her like in the fetal position, in naked, a creek. laying in a creek, yeah. a very shallow
1: creek. But she didn't drown.
0: But she didn't drown. She would the the cause of death was unknown.
1: Yeah, but they knew for a fact that she didn't drown because she had no water in her lungs. Mm-hmm so so odd it makes me think that the glimmer man could be the cause of some of these especially if Mm. it has that mind control aspect to it which this this hunter didn't say anything about the mind control aspect but you know you never know what it could have done that he doesn't remember
0: now the one about the female hunter that one is a little bit iffy with the whole her not even remembering to just you know immediately go home and tell her husband about it,
1: right? And her husband was like one of the most highly renowned scientists in like the world, from if I remember correctly.
0: Really, I don't remember that
1: part. Yeah, he he like studied some, so that's why. He... Oh, y- oh,
0: you're right. You're right because he mm-hmm. was the one explaining about the uh, the camera. Yeah and how it took the picture uh one how it was um all messed up and then two how it was in that different like pixelation format that the phone doesn't even take pictures in
1: right yep so you would think with her husband being this you know scientific mastermind she would want to tell him right away
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's pretty wild
1: it is it so that I don't know why it reminds me of the Wendigo, but it does. I guess so you think the evil aspect the,
0: of it. The Glimmerman and the Wendigo could be one and the same.
1: Possibly. Um, there is uh, an experience I want to talk about with the Wendigo, and this happened in North Carolina about, mm, I'm going to say two years ago, two and a half years ago. So uh, this woman went on a trip, to north carolina with her boyfriend now x and his family uh, they stayed with his grandparents who live in a large farming community um, a town of like maybe 40 people so again this these all it all kind of happens where there's not a lot of people it sounds like in mm-hmm. some of the um, majority of these instances um, it was close to the outer banks So she says, fast forward to about day four into the trip, it's New Year's and around 11 p.m. She was headed to bed early um, as she she said that her and her boyfriend had been arguing. So she just wanted to go to bed. She's beginning to fall asleep, kind of in that semi lucid consciousness where your thoughts begin to become your dreams.
0: Yeah, almost like having dreams while you're still slightly awake.
1: Yeah, she begins having nightmarish visions with demon-like faces and contorted apparitions. She said she was lying on her stomach with her eyes closed and she was beginning to recognize that something wasn't right and be like became more awake. She said it felt as though something was watching her and it felt like she shouldn't move. Well, I think we've all had kind of, especially when we were younger, like, don't move something's mm-hmm. watching you. With her eyes still closed, but being fully awake, she suddenly knew what was happening. In her head, she was seeing what she believes is the Wendigo. It was black, tall, large, but slim figured with an elk deer skull, hairy arms, and a lower half. She doesn't know how she was seeing it as her eyes were closed, but she knew it was showing itself to her in her thoughts and consciousness so she again she had no idea what it was at the time but she knew it was evil and it did not want her there Mm. she was afraid that because she didn't have spiritual authority over it she doesn't mention that she was a born-again christian so this just felt evil to her she said she opened her eyes and rebuked it in jesus name and then it was gone and she didn't have that feeling that anything was watching her any longer Fast forward to the last night of the trip she was outside alone and it was evening the sun was almost down she was near the house looking into the woods and she began to have the same exact feeling as before and she knew that the wendigo what she believes is the wendigo was watching her again so she she went inside and just you know tried to continue on with her evening on the way home she said she googled descriptions of what she saw you know the half man half deer creature Mm -hmm. and she said everything pointed towards the wendigo she'd never even heard of the wendigo before then so what she saw wasn't like something she kind of made up because she had heard about the wendigo you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so before she didn't even believe in supernatural things and now she definitely does and she thinks it's completely evil So this happened in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I I feel like a lot of those Wendigo stories is that feeling of they, it doesn't want you there. It wants you to leave. Hmm.
0: So you think that it could be very territorial almost?
1: Maybe some, some people like she posted this story and other people are commenting. And some people say that Wendigos aren't anywhere near North Carolina. So she they think it was more like a skinwalker versus mm-hmm. a windigo so a lot of people believe the
0: Wendigo is only
1: in those northern areas but i mean a windigo is kind of like a skinwalker i mean, think, think
0: about, about it. it yeah yeah I mean, if you think about it well, everything we've been talking about and how how it can be manipulative how it can imitate voices or try and lure you know you mm-hmm. hear you know stories about skinwalkers like that that are very similar to these Wendigo stories.
1: Right. So, I mean, I, I guess maybe the only difference is between a Wendigo and a Skinwalker is the area, too.
0: Uh, possibly. I mean, I know with uh, it sounds like with Wendigos a lot of times it's, it's very like you can see a form, but it isn't, you know, kind of formless. Mm-hmm. Whereas Skinwalkers, a lot of stories I hear, Is a a dog or an animal that doesn't look right, its legs are bent the wrong way, it's walking funny, you know, it's like uh, it has more of a form, but it's disformed,
1: right? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's things I never want to experience
0: myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know, we might go on a camping trip to check something like this out, Mm.
1: like Michigan i don't know maybe we'll see what does our audience think do y'all think we should investigate wendigos slash glimmer men because S- i mean
0: <laughs> slash skinwalkers
1: slash skin walk- a lot of these experiences happen in the mountains and we're not far from the mountains of north carolina
0: no, no, we're not the bad thing i mean there's actually like you know there's there's still like some actual physical real dangers up there in the mountains
1: there are like bears
0: (laughs) like like bears obviously
1: i do not want to come across a bear but i don't know what would you rather a bear or a skinwalker
0: (laughs) That's, that's a good question i go um i'll probably i'd have to say i'd rather see none of them really <laughs> right I <don't> yeah know,
1: <laughs> i had to I pick had, i would if say had neither.
0: Pick, <laughs> i would say neither
1: <laughs> I, I i'm the thing that scares me the most about this glimmer man is that it's the mind control aspect of mm-hmm. it i mean oh. i don't know how many of them but a lot of the stories i, I have another story too if you want to hear it mm-hmm. of the glimmer man glimmer man or glimmer man i don't know
0: was it when you said Glimmerman? It, sound, it sounds like a guy's like last name, right? Like Mr. Glimmerman. My name is Wendigo Glimmerman. <laughs> okay, all right,
1: back to serious stuff here.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. Uh-huh.
1: So this woman's name is Mallory, and this is an experience she had when she was in college back in two thousand and two. So it was her second year at the University of Florida, and she was living in an apartment with a friend of hers who was also a student, um, but in a, at a different university. They lived the typical college life. They went to class most of the time, studied, hung out with friends, and would attend the occasional party on the weekends. They were broke. They didn't have the funds. A lot of their friends did. So when they had free time, they would do things that didn't cost much. So they would go to the movies, go bowling, go to flea markets, yard sales, and they would go hiking in the local parks. That was one of her favorite activities. She loved the outdoors and it was great exercise. And she also had a dog. It was a golden retriever named Toby. He was a great and loving dog who loved to hike. So they went a lot, probably like three times a week. Their favorite spot to hike was the Gainesville Hawthorne State Trail. It wasn't far away and it was a 16 mile hike if you did the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. She said she only did that like three times. Most of the time they would hike around five miles. It's a beautiful trail with lots of trees covered in Spanish moss, swamps and wildlife The trails are paved and there are little bridges, observation decks, and loads of cool things to see. The woods are very thick and dense. So once off trail, you can only see about 35 yards into the woods. On this particular day, her and Toby, her dog, were about four miles into the trail. It was a weekday around 11 a.m. So there weren't that many people. Okay. So this is during the day, which is a little bit different. Hmm. At the time of their encounter, there was no one around, just her and Toby. As they were walking, she was looking around, you know, just looking at wildlife, enjoying the sun and mother nature. And then all of a sudden, Toby froze. He saw something and he just stood there with his ears perked up. His tail was sticking straight out and he was staring into the trees. He assumed, she assumed it was some birds or, you know, some kind of animal in the trees. So. Like a squirrel. Right. So she, you know, asked him, what do you see? What is it, boy? But he didn't bark. She could just tell something caught his attention. He continued to stare, looking in the same direction. She couldn't see what it was. So at this point, Toby's demeanor started to change. His tail went from sticking straight out to now in between his legs, which is not a good sign for dogs, right? Mm -hmm. He began to whimper and started pulling on the leash like he wanted to get out of there she continued to look into the trees trying to spot whatever it was that was scaring him when she saw it it was very hard to describe but this thing looked clear but not quite it was in the shape of a human meaning it had a head and torso two arms and two legs but it was see-through the thing that stood out the most was the glowing yellow eyes that was the only thing that wasn't clear and as crazy it sounds it looked like the predator it was standing on a large tree branch hanging on by its right arm and was looking directly at her and her dog it slowly began to crouch down and tried to hide behind the trunk of the tree like it noticed them noticing it she has uh no idea You know, if the creature was a male or a woman, I don't know why she wants to mention that, but she
0: does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She tried to hide, but she said that you could still see portions of it behind the tree. Uh, She said she was frozen, but mesmerized by it. Like she just couldn't stop staring at it, trying to figure out what it was. She didn't want to take her eyes off of it in fear that uh, she might lose sight of it. But the thing was so clear and hard to see. If she looked away, she might not be able to find it again. So she just stared, ignoring her dog and him his whimpers. Then it moved. It swung through the trees effortlessly and made no sound. It would move to a few trees and then freeze, look back, maybe to determine if they were watching or not. She got the feeling this thing did not want to be seen. It would move, then freeze, crouch down, put itself between um, her and the tree that it was in. It would sit there for a few minutes and then move again. She said she wanted to follow it, but her body was saying no. But it was like her mind was telling her, go follow it. Mm -hmm. Go see where it goes. So she just like she fought that and watched it and it eventually disappeared. So her and her dog ran back to the car and she never told anybody what they saw except for now. She still doesn't know what she witnessed. She feels like it was almost like an alien.
0: Now see that's that's in, interesting that that you would say that because one of the things that I was going to bring up is you know the whole one that type of camouflage Right You know uh, could be technology based yeah because you know they talk about you know, like in the predator like the whole idea of the predator could be based off of old stories like that of this creature in the woods that's that's kind of see-through
1: yeah exactly and then
0: and then two that story we talked about before with the the female hunter and how simultaneously you know not that far away mm-hmm. i think i think she could actually hear the band practicing yeah or something like that
1: yeah it it was really close
0: they all saw some type of UFO in the air, right? So that leads you to maybe wonder, what if not only Wendigo, but maybe even Skinwalkers, could be tied into to aliens?
1: It's it's possible. I know we've talked about like the different dimensions, and maybe it's a portal, and these things are um, interdimensional beings almost but maybe they are alien and i
0: mean they could be interdimensional aliens
1: that's true that's true a lot of these weird things that happen like on um skinwalker ranch usually coincide with like ufo sightings too i don't know if you've watched any of the skinwalker ranch things
0: i i did i I, because i think we also talked about uh that story, the one that really stood out to me was that uh, that one where they're using like thermals or night vision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because they kept seeing these like really bright lights in the distance and uh, you can look through it like binoculars and it just looks like a bright light in the distance. Right. But uh, someone actually used either night vision or thermals to look at the light. And when looking in through it, that type of vision, it looked like a hole where you could see a different sky behind it. And whoever was looking through that uh, described it would look like a creature or like a per- a person, creature-esque person, mm-hmm. climbing out of this hole and running away.
1: Ooh. That's so creaky.
0: So that's that's one, I, I believe we brought that up in the past, uh, right. on previous episodes, but that's one that's always stuck with me, you know, because of everything we talked about with the interdimensional stuff you know, how these things can possibly move back and forth, how these anomalies could be the, the tears in between the dimensions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's one that's always from, and that's from Skinwalker Ranch. It, yeah. was, small, it was like a small part in, in, in that, uh, and it was like that, like a documentary, but, uh, it was one that like really like stuck with me just because of everything, you know, I believe in like we talked about. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I think too, that, maybe these portals are just in the wilderness and you know that's why these people see them and i wonder if you know if if there are portals if maybe they were more places but as we like built cities and stuff they've closed i don't know i we could go down this rabbit hole in portals Mm -hmm. all day long but it just makes me wonder why they're so far into the wilderness if that's in fact what it is Mm
0: Well, it depends also, I mean, being that there's a lot of lore uh, Native American-wise behind these creatures or spirits, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they've they always felt more comfortable with moving in and out in heavily forested areas. You know, there's very safe, not open areas, not highly populated. Right. That's just how they've done things. Like I said, over the time with population, you know, they've still, they have still prefer to have, you know, these these movements back and forth in heavily forested areas.
1: Right. I know with the Wendigo, with it being like a Native American kind of creature, it dates back to then. They lived in the wilderness, so it just makes more sense that he would be in the wilderness. And I've read things that he actually eats people. Like he lures them out to eat them which I mean may really there's lots of missing people so there
0: there are missing people with very like little to no evidence of the missing person
1: right
0: um there's also the possibility that instead of them being eaten they're actually maybe kidnapped drug away through these possible portals taking taken where we're not sure
1: right and you've never seen game of thrones right
0: no, no, I've never seen him. With I mean, I've seen some of it, but not all of it.
1: Well, they have the the white army. So they have the the. they call him the Night King. And he's this creature that comes out at night. He's basically undead and he brings cold with him. So anywhere he goes, it starts freezing over and he brings dead people back to life to fight in his army. Um, They're So he has the army of the undead, but he's considered a white walker. And it goes back to there's these children of the forest and they don't like the men coming in and cutting down their trees. So they create this white walker to fight off the men, but now it's kind of gotten out of hand. Mm -hmm. And how they create other white walkers is they steal babies. And then they take the babies and create white walkers with them so they need a human to do it and it just makes me wonder if that's what's happening with like the wendigo or the glimmer man is they need people to create more of themselves Mm -hmm. i mean
0: that's interesting that's interesting that uh these possible sightings Mm -hmm. are one sightings of wendigos but also sightings of wendigos who used to be someone
1: yeah. Mm, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of going hard right on that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a possibility, right?
0: I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, we're talking about this kind of stuff. You know, anything's really possible. Uh, you have to be, like we always say, you have to be open minded to, you know, any type of possibility. Right. Because I think that's one way that, you know, if there's something like this, you know, if these things actually exist and, you know, there are out there the only way to figure out what they are and you know how they operate and what they're doing is to be open-minded about it
1: true true i just i you know i wouldn't mind going on a glimmer man or wendigo hunt i just would not be upset if we did not come across one yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know how we would know Like with the Glimmer Man and it being almost like a blob, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing. I would love to get some evidence of it. Uh, That one lady got a picture, but then the picture was so distorted and small. Like, can Mm. you even get evidence?
0: I mean, that goes back to the extraterrestrial thing and how it could be affecting the technology to make sure that evidence can't be captured of it.
1: That's true. That's like on Skinwalker ranch is really hard for them to get any kind of evidence because of all of just the weirdness of that area. Mm -hmm. Cameras and things don't work very well. Machinery doesn't work very well. I know people just start getting sick randomly too.
0: Like it kind of uh, affects them more profoundly than others.
1: Right. Yeah. And like they get spikes of radiation there they can't tell where the radiation's coming from that's really odd to me i don't that was on the skinwalker the show i think it's on hulu Mm -hmm. i think it's on netflix too now but they talk about those like huge spikes of radiation and they'll get it one day and then it'll be gone the next and they're like that doesn't happen it doesn't radiation just doesn't stop like chernobyl still Mm -hmm. is you know has tons of radiation around it and that happened in the 80s. So you can't just turn it on and off unless it's like an x-ray machine, I guess.
0: Uh-huh. Which I mean could be something similar like uh, some type of power source used to move back and forth. Yeah. That could be causing radiation? Just just quick spikes in radiation? Just like an x-ray machine, just like a quick that hits and then it's gone.
1: Hmm, That's interesting. I don't know. I, I know they were like looking underground too to see if there were things underground that could be causing it. And then they they kind of found these caves too. But I don't really remember what happened with the caves. I don't know if you remember it from the show. Like they they saw it and maybe they investigated it and it really wasn't anything.
0: I'm not sure it's been a minute since I've actually seen that one.
1: Right. I wonder if anyone's ever seen a glimmer man in North Carolina, other than, you know, the one that I mentioned that Mm -hmm. she believes it was the one to go. The one in Tennessee wouldn't be that far from us. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's one. The faftown monster, which is the glimmer man supposed to be a glimmer man. Oh, it's a, it's a video. I'll have to watch it later. Um, it was from uh, it was a strange creature sighting from North Carolina um and another one from nineteen oh nine involving a sea creature. okay, that doesn't have anything to do with Limer man.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say you know also, I mean, it may not be Limerman man or Wendigo, but you know there could be uh, other occurrences that have happened you know, not only he- like here and in, in America, but all around the world that are pretty similar to windigos and Glimmerman. Where people are like, wow, I think I really, you know, I, I may have experienced that.
1: Right. But they just don't know what it was.
0: Like, they just don't know what it was. Like they can't, they don't know about the windigo, So they can't say, you know, go online and post about it or say, hey, I had this experience with windigo" or I had this experience with a Glimmerman.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like experiences that happened even before, like the internet. Mm-hmm. We don't know about most experiences people have had and i think a lot of people kind of try to tell themselves that it was their imagination or you You
0: know they don't want to believe it it's a defense mechanism you kind of you bury things you turn things off you dismiss things
1: right like like the guy with his wife hearing things like he doesn't want to believe she's really hearing these things so he's Mm -hmm. like it's all in her head and then he feels really bad when he finds out that it's not
0: so really if you think about we need to we need to spread the word we need to spread the the word of, of creaky to get us out there and let people know like, Hey, these things are out there this happening, Mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, that's, that's okay. You can remain anonymous. If you want to let us know about it.
1: Mm -hmm. A lot of people reach out and ask to remain anonymous and we definitely, you know, keep those wishes. We, Mm -hmm. we, we don't want to tell people anything like especially the UFO story. If you haven't heard that, that's on one of our earlier episodes where a guy was actually abducted in a ufo and had crazy experiences basically for the rest of his life and he didn't want us to tell his name so i did not and we'll do the same for you if you want to tell us a story of a glimmer man or wendigo or something similar anything really paranormal um, even if you've never shared it with anybody else you just want to get it off your chest we want to hear about it
0: Mm -hmm. and even if uh if you you know believe in these things, you're interested in these things and you want to spread the word to let people know, like, you don't want personally have an experience, but you want to spread the word and let people know that they can share their experience and mm-hmm. that, you know, these things are happening in the world. Then, you know, let people know about creaky.
1: Yeah. Hashtag share, creaky. It, share it, share it. We're on Instagram, creaky podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. Same thing. you can go to our website, creakypodcast.com. There's ways to Get in touch with us, with us there, and there's also a link in the show notes where you can contact us directly. You can also leave us a voice message if you know you don't want to type; you'd rather just talk to us about it. You can, you have that option. We have lots of ways for you to mm-hmm.
0: talk to us. I think I think that's going to be the really the way of getting. I wouldn't say necessarily getting to the bottom of these things, but getting close to the bottom of these things is mm-hmm. to to spread the word and get the conversation going
1: right and we want to investigate these things so the more we know about them the more prepared we will be going into these investigations mm-hmm. i feel like we we can hear from different people from all over the place and just see if maybe there's hot spots somewhere where we are more likely to be able to encounter something like this mm-hmm. Um, and have some kind of evidence because i think a lot of people that have never experienced anything and don't believe in the paranormal just think that people like us are crazy but we Mm -hmm. know we're not we know that to think that everything's explained i think is crazy there's i think that there's
0: stuff out there that we haven't discovered or seen right it's crazy there's a lot of still like unknown out there a lot
1: they they discover so many different species every year. That we've never discovered before they just pulled some weird creature out of the ocean not too long ago it was like a 16 foot demonic looking creature i don't know if you saw that
0: i have i, have, I actually have seen that um also uh-huh. i mean they also um you know with the the sea creatures you know mm-hmm. how you go to the ocean that's that's a whole different story right there right because that's like what 70 percent of the earth is is water
1: mm-hmm And I mean, even on land, there's areas that people don't go into, like Mm. that thick forested area where if you get off the trail, then you're lost forever, basically.
0: There's there are animals that, that have been extinct for like hundreds of years. And then they're like, hey, there's one right there. Right. You know, they're like, it's like we thought all these things were dead and there's there's some over there.
1: And they I mean, they even discover animals that possibly are extinct, but we don't know because. You know, they find the fossils, like they find huge human-like fossils of giants, basically, mm. and th- nobody thought giants existed, and they do. They did. They might still. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but we're going to the bottom of it. We are. We're gonna. We're gonna find out, Glimmer Man. We and you know what? Our investigations are open ended. We're not gonna go into an investigation and say we didn't find any evidence. So we conclude that there is no such thing that's not the case i think this is a definitely ongoing thing with us we want to continue to see what we see and bring it to you but of course we don't embellish if we don't see anything then we're not going to tell you we did but that's not going to stop us from continuing to investigate either Mm -hmm. so let us know you know reach out to us let us know if you think there's something specifically we need to investigate if you've had any experience whatsoever not just glimmerman or wendigo experience anything even if it's something you've like never heard of anybody else talking about we're super interested in it
0: because your your story could open the door for other people who've had that that experience right hearing your story could say hey i've had that you know that effect on people of hey i've had that experience Mm -hmm. let me let people know that i've had this also like and that, that one story could open the door for everyone else who's been holding on to that story.
1: Right. Exactly. That's happened to us, you, me, and our sister. We had mm-hmm. the same experience when we were younger, but we didn't tell anybody. Now we never, we never brought it up. We just found out a few years ago that we all three had the exact same experience. And mm-hmm. I think we talked about it on a podcast episode before where we
0: heard uh, one of our previous ones.
1: Yeah. Where we heard some weird singing noises coming out of our bathroom mm-hmm. when we were really little. So, it, I mean, it, we, we should have talked about it back then, you know, but instead yeah. we just sat there thinking that it was in our head or we were crazy or we didn't know what was happening.
0: And who knows what kind of effect that could have on any of our listeners. You know, someone could hear that and maybe say, Hey, I had this experience when I was younger. Let me go talk to my sibling about it. And it turns out they had the both same experience.
1: Right. And you're not crazy. There's just lots of things out there. We don't understand, mm-hmm. but Brooks and I, we want to understand it. So that's why we dig deep with creaky. We're gonna we're gonna understand it some
0: way or another. Yeah, yeah we're we're gonna try.
1: Somewhere we're gonna try another. really
0: hard. <laughs>
1: we're gonna try like hell to understand.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna give a, lots of effort.
1: <laughs> so yeah, contact us. Let us know. Give you know anything, any experience you have, or if there is something you want us to look into let us know. Cause we, we love to do some research too, but yeah, I think that's it for us. Anything else well, Brooks?
0: No, I think it's a pretty good. The uh, little comeback uh, episode from being yeah. away for a while.
1: Yeah. And we'll be back soon again. Let us know if you have any suggestions, recommendations, or if you've had any experiences, but until next time, keep it creaky.